Did you know that there are five key biohacks to start to do right now to reduce your body's inflammation, to slow cellular aging, and of course, reduce oxidative stress status. I even just recently wrote a paper on this. Check out my recent research articles over at theschoolofradiance.com. Head on over to the research tab. And while you're there, be sure to book your one-on-one -on -one session with me, if you haven't yet already, for even more customized skin and rejuvenation guidance, as well as some biohacking and detox protocols that I personally do myself. Don't forget to check out my free 30-minute masterclass over at theschoolofradiance.com. Check out the freebie section, enjoy that video, and also enjoy today's episode on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome back to the Rachel Varga podcast with your host, Rachel Varga. I am a registered nurse with advanced training in rejuvenation and cosmetic dermatology. I help people look good and feel good all at the same time while focusing on inner and outer beauty together. Since about 2011, I have almost a decade under my belt of performing about 17,000 rejuvenation procedures, and I love to help you guys learn about the best products and procedures available today that are, of course, backed by science and research to get you the results that you want. However, I've really found that to be the most beautiful and vibrant version of yourself, you gotta do the inner stuff too. And that includes focusing on your body, mind, spirit to bring forth your most beautiful version ever. In this series with Dr. Kim Foster, who is a family physician turned business coach for health coaches, we are going to dive into some pretty important stuff. You can find Dr. Kim Foster on all social platforms at Dr. Kim Foster, and her website is drkimfoster.com. Check her out if you are interested in becoming a health coach yourself and need a little guidance from a family physician who understands our healthcare system. In this episode, Dr. Kim Foster and I are going to share with you our top tips on how you can find the best health experts, guides, and coaches to help you be more vibrant and beautiful. When you're healthy on the inside, it absolutely trickles down into optimal beauty on the outside. Thanks so much for joining us today, Dr. Kim Foster, on your perspectives as a family medicine physician on the importance of helping us all find our guides to help us be our most beautiful and vibrant versions of ourselves. Where can people find you? Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. So people can find me. The best place to start is my website, drkimfoster.com um, or on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Kim Foster. All right, Kim, tell us about your story as a family medicine physician and how you learned about the world of health coaches and that impact it had on your life. Okay, right. So, I mean, this goes back quite a ways. So I got my uh, MD. I completed medical school in 1997 and then trained as a family doctor. Um, and, you know, it was several years after that, so many years ago at this point, um, that I really became very disillusioned with traditional and conventional healthcare, um, and really started to become increasingly aware of the limitations of the healthcare system and very frustrated in, you know, functioning in that space for um, my patients and for the kind of work that I was doing, just finding it very unsatisfying. Um, 
And then at about that same time, I really had my own health crisis, my own issues with health. And, and again, it just served to highlight and spotlight just how limited the healthcare system was for, um, you know, what I needed. And of course, then for what I knew that other people would need. So at that time, I, I just started looking outside the box, like outside of just the conventional healthcare and the way that health and wellness is delivered to people. And um, that's when I discovered the amazing world of health coaching, like, well, coaching in general, not just health coaching, but life coaching and just this whole world that was existing outside of healthcare. And um and as I, I often say, it just it felt like I could breathe for the first time to discover this entirely different model of helping people. And I just knew that I really wanted to be a part of that. Healthcare providers, healers, those are all terms that we may have known before. And now those types of people are really called health coaches now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think of uh, health coaching or just coaching in general or wellness coaching as being a very umbrella term, like it's very all encompassing. Um, And it doesn't, there's all sorts of different niches and nuances within that, but it's generally all about people helping um, other people with the challenges and the struggles and their dreams and aspirations. It's not just all about solving problems, which is actually one of the issues that I had um, with healthcare. It was just so much about solving a problem and solving a sickness and then there was nothing beyond that. People would come to see you as a family physician and tell us how that would go and how did you feel limited? Healthcare, as we know, you book an appointment with your family doctor and then you go in and very, so I would have a very limited amount of time. As soon as somebody walks in the door, me as a doctor, I know that the the time is ticking and I think the patients know that too, right? Um, Because I have a full waiting room and I have a full roster full schedule of people that are booked in and so there is no luxury of time and so you really need to keep it very contained to their one isolated problem and perhaps it you know what it ended up feeling like to me was just I was handing out band-aids I was just kind of putting out fires um so maybe giving some suggestions and solving or diagnosing the one little isolated issue that uh, they had come in to see me for. And there was, I knew that there was so much more that I could do. There's so much more advice and help and support that I could do if I had the luxury of time, but I didn't. Um, And it just, you know, it just became really frustrating. And I could see the frustration and feel the frustration for patients. And I felt it too. And I just ended my every workday feeling incredibly exhausted and frustrated and unsatisfied and not really feeling like I was making any kind of a difference at all. I really commend you for noticing a gap in our current healthcare system and your desire to want to really help people. That's what actually really drew me to you about two years ago when I first stumbled on you online. It's like, finally, somebody's out here that is helping these holistic healthcare providers integrate themselves into our way of accessing healthcare. When clients come and see me for rejuvenation, they quickly clue into the fact that I'm very holistic myself and really like to promote healthy body, mind, spirit practices. And I think one of the reasons that clients ask me about that stuff is because they see me walking the walk and talking the Mm. talk. Mm -hmm. Rachel, who do you see for your nutrition? Who's your personal trainer? Who do you see for ailments, for this, that, and the other thing? And as a nurse, we are trained to be a community resource. Mm. I love Mm. being able to share my 
amazing list of healers, especially, you know, one lady today, I'm doing a cool sculpting treatment on her abdomen. And in case you guys don't know what cool sculpting is, it is basically the gold standard for killing fat cells. Mm. It's great for pinchable fat. It works within a couple of months. It basically uses cold to trigger fat cell apoptosis, aka fat cell death, to do some body sculpting. So I've actually had it everywhere myself. It's completely changed my figure and it's given me a waist, you know, it's it's scooped out my Mm, back. I've done arms, legs, everywhere. It's amazing. And this woman had had a C-section. And when I'm doing the treatments, she was starting to get teared up a little bit. Mm. And I was like, okay, there's something here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to listen. So people don't just get rejuvenation when they come to see me. They really have someone listen to them. Mm. And what I was starting to clue into that doing this rejuvenation treatment on her abdomen was actually bringing up a past trauma of her losing a baby. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah. And because of that, I was really grateful that I was able to be there with her and be present. And right right in that moment, I had two of my favorite healthcare providers, holistic healers, pop into my mind. And I was able to give her those names so that she could connect with them and continue to do that healing, which I could clearly see that she did. It's quite fascinating when you're in the rejuvenation space and then these other things come up as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. I mean, we're, it's all connected, right? I mean, Absolutely. We are, we are whole people and just because, yeah, we have one issue that we're going to see a practitioner for doesn't mean that that's the only thing that is going on in our lives at that moment. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that for you as a family physician, you're still practicing. I mean, clients getting a chance to see you, they definitely have a little bit of a level up than say someone seeing another physician because when people see you and they need help with their weight loss or they need help with you know balancing something in their mind or hormones I'm sure you're able to direct them to the right local health coaches yeah I mean I love to do that that is that's one of my favorite things to do and I would love that there I would love it, of course, if there was more of that happening in um, conventional medicine and that if all healthcare providers were were functioning that way, it would mm. just be so beneficial because even though that's my perspective and that's the way that I like to, to function um, within health, I'm also still limited by the way that the, we are, um, why it's the way that it's required to deliver healthcare in our healthcare system, the way that it's set up. So So where's the limitation? Where's the breakdown from someone coming to a family physician like you and they want help with, say, weight loss? You can tell that they clearly need someone to go through their nutrition needs and figure out what type of diet and lifestyle would be best based on their DNA. Where do you go from there? How can you support people? Well, I mean, I think that the best way to support people is really to, like we were just talking about, is to refer them or or suggest resources that they can use that are, yes, maybe outside of the healthcare system, but are really going to get them where they need to go. Because, um, I mean, we can talk about the Canadian healthcare system. I know that the American healthcare system has the same kind of issues, um, but when any place that I've ever been practicing, there are people above me who are insisting that I move faster and that see more people. And that's really the gold standard in mm-hmm. healthcare. I mean, it's shocking, actually, 
that that's the only metric that matters to the administrators is how many people you see in a day. And it's been massively frustrating for me in every place that I've ever worked. But that's that's what's required. That's what the healthcare system is set up. That you need to be uh, you need to hit a certain number quota per day, and it's horrendous. But it's the mm-hmm. way that it is right now. Can you give clients brochures on different resources? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there's hand- I have I have huge lists of you, you know handouts <laughs> and all kinds of stuff and resources, and so that's the best way is to really help to point people in the direction of the resources. So people or websites. I mean, I love pulling up websites for like stress management websites or you know different resources because everybody is you know going to have different needs and ability to you know seek out hands-on care or private care versus um, just accessing some resources. So it's really, it's just, you have to have a whole variety of things that you can help people out with. Mm -hmm. I know for me in my specialty, which is anti-aging, regenerative medicine, rejuvenation, I love being able to create my own resources. And it's actually part of my aesthetic nursing standards to put out as much truthful education as I can because the industry I'm in, you're very limited with the time you can spend with people, but the industry I'm in has so many ads from these different laser companies, injectable companies, skincare companies that are actually quite misleading. Mm. So the information I need to put out is to clarify and help prospective clients understand that, well, actually this laser treatment isn't going to give you a facelift. (laughs) (laughs) It actually takes a a few different pieces of the puzzle, like good skincare, some injectables, lasers, and how they all work together so that the public isn't misled. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, that's it because it it comes down to the individual person. Like they need to be their own advocate really and, and be a smart consumer and all of those pieces for sure. One of the reasons why I'm doing all this stuff online too is when I was about 24, I received my first rejuvenation treatment Hmm. and I thought, Hey, I didn't really get all that post care information or pre pre treatment information that I sort of wish I had. And so I had gone on Google and YouTube and, you know, plowed through all these videos and blogs and it was really hard to sift through what was truthful. And then you find professionals that are actually putting really great content out there to support you. I think Mm. it's great. Oh yeah. And you can find that in all aspects of healthcare, whether it's thyroid health or balancing your hormones. I was recently in San Diego for Mindshare. We were talking about this Mm. and this is basically a collaborative collective of about a couple hundred expert healthcare providers from all over North America. And Dr. Joe Mercola, he's one of the figureheads within this organization. He's been in the health and wellness industry, alternative health space for decades. Mm-hmm. And he, you can quote me on this, said that the future of healthcare is with health coaches. That's amazing that he said that. I mean, there are very few physicians who have that perspective, but I love that. I'm completely on board with that idea. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important for you guys listening to know that in order to be healthy and vibrant and beautiful, you do have to do some of the work on your own and not just tackle things when the symptoms arise, but work in a way that's preventative. So eating right and exercising right. If you're not sure where to start, that's when you figure out who you need to work with to help you support, to help support you in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Very true. From one clinician to another, Kim, do you think that people are more beautiful when they're healthier? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there is no doubt about that. I mean, you can you can tell actually practicing medicine for a lot of years, I can actually, you know, you can see if a person is sick, if they're well, just by how they're presenting themselves. It's just it's so it's such an intangible and you maybe couldn't quite define it, but um, it's just it's quite obvious if somebody is well and thriving or if they, you know, because it just shows in their appearance and, and their their skin, you know, all of those sorts of things. Mm, like so. their skin pallor, the color of their skin, if they have yellow hues, green hues. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Gray hues. Yes, exactly. Our skin is something that we can see and the choices that we make actually cause interactions with the skin and, and how it displays outwardly. What yeah. are some of the common threads that you see in your most vibrant clients? Uh, well, I mean, cause as a family doctor, I do, I get to know people and their, their story and it's, it's actually fascinating. I do, you know, sometimes I play a game with myself about trying to guess like a person's actual chronological age before I look at their chart to see actually how old they are. Um, and it really diverges. Like you start to see, you know, at certain ages, if a person's lifestyle, the choices that they have made, uh, you know, they really it becomes more and more obvious with each passing decade. So a person who has been active and regular exerciser and has made good nutrition choices and has really taken care of themselves and protect their sleep and, you know, all of those, when they start to hit, like, you know, 40, 50, 60, it becomes so incredibly obvious as compared to somebody who was on a different trajectory and really didn't make all those healthy choices. You can really start to see it in their face. Like it just becomes uh, increasingly obvious over time. And then when they see things in their face, they come see me. <laughs> right. I totally see the same thing. When clients come and see me in their 40s and they are of skin types like you and I. And mm. if they have a lot of sun damage, they're going to have kind of like really thin, crepey skin. Mm -hmm. And in the 50s, generally we start to get a lot of volume loss, right? The, mm. the fat to the cheeks starts to sag. The jowls are starting to form. The bone actually in our face or our mandible or jawbone actually recesses back and then we start to get you know a regular jawline mm. laxity to the neck and then in the 60s if people just don't do anything until the 60s then well sometimes they need to have a facelift <laughs> right right and it's when people have taken that approach in my experience to find ways to balance and optimize their body, mind, spirit, they could be in their 60s and look like they're in their late 40s, early 50s. Oh, yeah, absolutely. 100%. I see that all the time. I mean, you can really see some, but they look, yeah, a decade or two younger than they actually are if they've, if they've really taken care of themselves. Yeah. What are a few of the common themes that you see in people's diets in your most vibrant clients? Well, um, common themes. I mean... I don't know if there's, because I'm not sure that I, I believe in like a very, in a cookie cutter diet. There isn't one perfect diet for, for every person. That's a bit so, of a trick Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody, because everybody's body has different needs. Like athletes need a different diet than, um, you know, kids or new moms or, you know, everybody has different dietary requirements. So I think that it's really the key underlying quality is to be able to recognize what your body's needs are and to be able to listen to that and to take care of that. It's like intuitive eating. It, it totally, yes. Do a you know massive questionnaire with a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. Do a saliva test. See what your DNA is, is wanting to mm -hmm. get in your food. There's yeah. so many cool things that we can do to kind of hack that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. 
Another question I want to ask you in relation to the skin, do you notice a difference in your clients in their 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s that have used sunscreen? Oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean... Tell me what you say. Well, and yeah, I mean, again, like, it's, it's all that. You can look a decade or two older than you actually are if you were spent a lot of time in the sun and... Um, I call those the Palm Springers. Yes, exactly. It's that, it's <laughs> they have that the most money, but the worst skin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I mean, we were just um, in France this summer and uh, on the beaches of the south of France. I mean, there were some people who were just, like, leathery, and I couldn't even guess their age because they... Yeah, I mean, that that's just the way... Some people are just baking in the sun, but yes, you can definitely tell it. You can see it in the aging. Do you know what people do in Miami? No. They they fry themselves. Right. And then they figure, oh, when I'm, you know, 40 or 50, I'll just get a face look. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Do not do that. terrible. Really dial in your skincare routine at a younger age. And you're a family physician. And then my specialty is actually in oculoplastic surgery Mm, and rejuvenation around the eyes. Mm -hmm. Apparently 10% of all skin cancers occur around the eye area. Mm -hmm. So using a really good mineral-based sunscreen is absolutely key to protect the skin. And using that type of mineral-based sunscreen, uh, zinc and titanium dioxide are the active ingredients you want to look for. They don't sting your eyes. Mm, yeah, they don't perfect. mess with your hormones or kill our coral reefs. Yeah, I'm obsessed with sunscreen. Really, I I mean, That's I certainly great. thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I did. I tanned when I was a teenager, and then I think I started wearing sunscreen obsessively in my twenties. And I and since then, I've just been it's been an obsession. And I almost regret like those. I mean, I could have started earlier. Although I look at. You know, there are still some people my age, my cohort, who are still sun tanning, and I don't understand it. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> I love that you notice the difference between uh, people who wear sunscreen or not. That's great. Oh yeah, it's so obvious. What about meditation and spiritual practices? So I'm a huge believer in meditation, and awesome. for a long time I have. Um, been a proponent of meditation to patients. I used to be a little bit reluctant talking to patients who were stressed because there's so much stress, of course. Um, yeah, I used to hesitate to recommend meditation and spiritual practices and to patients, but now I just come right out and tell them that they, they need to consider it and look into it and that there's so many different varieties and flavors that you can really find something that works for you, but it is such a it was a huge game changer for me when I needed to get healthier and um yeah and I am just a big believer in that did you feel more comfortable talking about that because you started to see your most vibrant clients integrating that into their lives yeah oh definitely I mean it was more it was a combo effect it was more that I was seeing the effect in me you know I was my first patient really uh, along those lines um and then I could see the benefit that it was having to people that I knew. Um, and and then it just started to rate. I mean, I think certainly meditation is not as fringe as it once was. It's pretty, it's a lot more mainstream now. So, yeah. My mom was very traditional Christian. And mm. she thought that acupuncture was like... <laughs> Not in her lineage is really funny. <laughs> so yeah. I think even people like our parents mm-hmm. are shifting away from that. It's, mm-hmm. You know, that's of being a little too woo-woo. But absolutely, my most vibrant clients are those who integrate meditation and spirituality into their daily routines. Yeah, it's just, it's all part of taking care of yourself holistically and paying attention to, um, yeah, not just what you're eating and exercising, but also, you know, how you're taking care of your soul and spirit and all of those pieces are just so important. I love it. I think it's really cool to 
be speaking with other healthcare providers like yourself and really validating the importance of body, mind, spirit, self-care to age well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there are increasing numbers of healthcare practitioners who have that same mindset, but you know, we do have a long way to go still. Mm -hmm. Of the type of clients that you see, which ones come across as being the most beautiful or magnetic? What are they doing in their lives? Hmm. Great question. Um, you know, I think we've kind of touched on it already, um, in certain ways, like they're, you know, it's not just paying attention in isolation to one piece. Like people do, I'm a huge believer in nutrition. Like I think that really it's such a cornerstone, but it is not the only thing. And, um, a lot of people do get kind of hung up on what they're eating and I think that's because I've thought about this a lot. I think it's because they, um, it's just, it's in your face all the time. You have to make decisions about what you're going to eat every single day, like multiple times a day. So it's really first and foremost in your mind. And I, I'll, like I said, I do think that it's very important, but if you're only looking at what you're eating and you're not looking at all the other pieces of a healthy lifestyle, like sleep, I mean, sleep is a huge thing. So I, I'm like, uh, sleep evangelist. I really, I think that people are just don't, don't well, pay attention to their box. sleep. <laughs> Give us some sleep tips. <laughs> oh, right. Well, I mean, the first is, is easy. No, it's not easy. It's simple. It's not easy is to get enough sleep because most people just are not. And usually that comes in the form of not going to bed early enough. And, um, because we have so many distractions and so many things that keep us up at night. And, uh, so it's easy to just stay up and, you know, instead of respecting your body's need and getting to bed early. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that is when people just even make that one little change of getting enough, like going to bed early and getting enough sleep, it's amazing how much that changes your, your well-being, the way that you look, the way that you feel, the way that your digestion works, like everything just works better when you've had more sleep. What's a good length of sleep? So, I mean, the research says that adults need somewhere between seven to nine hours, but I usually tell people to aim more for the nine because, you know, chances are if you're aiming for nine, you're actually probably not going to get there. Mm -hmm. um, if you aim for seven, you're going to be hitting, you know, much under that, right? And that's not going to be sufficient because even just a little shift every day, like at, you add that up over time, you're, most people are running on a major sleep deficit and it's a big problem. I love my sleep thing on my iPhone. Oh, right. Okay. That, yeah, mm -hmm. there's, that's the thing. There's so many cool tools and apps and all kinds of stuff to, to help you if you really find that you need more discipline or you need more tracking or whatever. One of the things that I've been doing over the last few months is giving myself about 45 minutes in the morning to do a meditation. Wow, that's amazing. 45 minutes. Good for you. That's great. Seriously, my day is easier. Yeah. You, you notice you, you're starting off on the right foot and then mm -hmm. you're just sending yourself off for a day that's much more successful and in all the ways that it can be. Literally sure. always. Mm -hmm. My interactions with people are more positive, really interesting, cool things start happening in my life. Mm -hmm. You just kind of go through the day with a greater sense of ease mm -hmm. and then, you know, pat myself on the back. Yeah, I did my meditation this morning. <laughs> my husband's like, put your alarm off. Why do you put it on so early? <laughs> and then he looks over and I got my little headphones in. And one of the, one of my favorite meditations that I do is actually one from Dr. Joe Dispenza. 
Oh, okay, cool. Do you know Dr. Jones? I've heard the name, yeah, so I know his work. Awesome. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I've actually seen him live twice. Oh, amazing. And Greg Braden and all those people, those mm-hmm. Hay House authors. I think they're mm-hmm. great. They do mm-hmm. these great Hay House Heal summits. And I recorded one of the meditations we did live while in Portland a couple of months ah, ago. Cool. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that one just does it for me. It's about 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's great. It sounds mm-hmm. really weird. If I, like this morning, I didn't use my headphones. Gabriel's like, what are you listening to? <laughs> Like, trust me, it's awesome. If you're just walking in, it doesn't make sense to you. Right, yeah. It's going to sound really yeah, start at the beginning. <laughs> but there's different types of meditations, whether mm-hmm. it's sound or it's guided, people with accents, male voices, female voices, you know, Tibetan bowls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's There are so many things out there. There's just, yeah, it's not just a one-size-fits-all for sure. The app, the meditation app that I like the best is called Breathe. It's spelled b-r-e-e-t-h-e um and i've listened i've you know i've used i've tried out a a whole bunch of different meditation apps but i like that one best because i like the woman's voice the best it just is really soothing for me and she's got so many different meditations for all different kinds of like life experiences and struggles and challenges or just the frame of mind that you want to create for the day like there's just there's lots just to choose from it's great have you come across any research around meditation Oh, yeah, there's loads of research on meditation. Yeah, there's, uh, and it's growing all the time. I haven't looked at at that recently or in the last six months or so, and I'm, there's always new stuff. But, um, yeah, there's, there's so much research to show that meditation is beneficial for your memory and um, pain is decreased when people are meditating on a regular basis and your focus and concentration and happiness and well-being and ability to you know, heal and all of those kinds of things are just, yeah, meditation has been associated with all of that. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time. Oh, yeah, it's not new. (laughs) (laughs) But it's almost like if people aren't in that space and they see someone sitting in the woods with their eyes closed and their legs crossed... (laughs) <laughs> like what's that person doing right and then I if know. i see someone doing that i'd be like yeah they're awesome yes exactly yeah yeah see of course <laughs> it's funny i was listening to a podcast by uh james wedmore mm-hmm. and i don't know if you yeah, yeah yes, he's, great. he's mm-hmm. got a great um entrepreneur podcast mm-hmm, for sure and he shares some of his health secrets to allow him to be you know to allow him to create so much stuff. Right, yeah. And be balanced as a busy professional and entrepreneur. And that's one of the things that he talked about. Oh, absolutely. Oh, 100%. Right. It'll be like, he'll <laughs> be so, he'll feel so awkward if people are walking by. He'll like open his eyes. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I don't want this person judging me if they think I'm meditating. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that stuff's all mm. really important. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us what you seem to notice your most vibrant clients are doing and your story of how you first started to access health guides. Mm -hmm. It was my pleasure. (laughs) 